You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you have snagged some fizzy Housewives-inspired rosé for yourself. Pack and punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. Head over to nofilterwine.com. That's nofilterwine.com. I have four fun designs. Obviously, we sold out of Potomac. Thank you guys so much. But we still have four fun designs inspired by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Atlanta, New Jersey, and New York. The one I have here today is I Stole Kim's Goddamn House, which is just like a fun and favorite vibe that I've been drinking while watching Paris in Love and while watching 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max. Two very good, very juicy reality shows. Paris in Love is obviously, I think we're only like, what, three episodes deep. But anyway, I'm drinking I Stole Kim's Goddamn House. We also have, I'm ready to mention it all. I'm ready to flip a table. And now tell me who gonna check me, boo. So go check those out. It's perfect for like a holiday party. It's a perfect gift for your Bravo obsessed besties, friends, your mama. Because you know, your mama watches Bravo. So stock up at nofilterwine.com. Okay, today is like a big episode because I have two really killer guests on that I have so much fun with when I tape. First up, we have Brooke Lusk, who is on HBO Max's 12 Dates of Christmas, which if you've been following me on Instagram or following the show on Instagram at No Filter with Zach, you'll know that I've been obsessed with this reality show. It's a dating show, but the concept is kind of, it's a different concept. You have three suitors, 12 dates that they go on, all looking to take somebody home for the holidays. Brooke is one of the daters. I think she's one of the breakout daters, and I have a juicy conversation with her, and she's ready to mention it all. I also have on later in the episode, Mr. Ryan Bailey, host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, one of my favorite podcasts and one of my favorite podcasters, also here to really just mention it all. So you're in for a real treat with a double guest. And trust me, you're going to enjoy this episode because there is so much that we break down and it is so much F-U-N. First up today, today's guest can be seen in Danny Trejo's new film, American Sicario, as well as the breakout star of HBO Max's 12 Dates of Christmas. Please welcome Miss Brooke Lusk. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for talking about American Sicario. I appreciate that. Yes, 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 yes. I haven't seen American Sicario yet. I'm sure everybody will be rushing to the theaters once they can get access to it. But 12 Dates of Christmas we talked about this on Instagram Live last, last week. You know I'm obsessed, Brooke. And you know I've been waiting to chat with you because we couldn't really give spoilers last week because we wanted everybody to watch it. But now we can dive into it. Yes. Yeah. And when we talked last week, I hadn't even seen it. I had just lived it. So I was just as blind as the rest of the world. When did you tape it? Were you doing uh, like Christmas t- in July? No, 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 no. Um, it, it was real time. Yeah. What has the reception been like? Like, are boys now lining up to slide into your DMs now that they know that Danny Danny didn't choose you? I have been getting quite a few message requests. Yeah. After Thanksgiving, this whole weekend, my, my message requests have just been firing off. It's actually been 
the most love I've been getting have been from gay men and lesbians. Yeah. I've been getting a lot like, hey, if you ever want to try this side of things, I'll be your girlfriend. <laughs> or I've just been getting a lot of gay love. And I, I'm honestly here for like the lesbian simping more than like the straight man simping, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so for people that um, aren't familiar with the show, we do have spoilers ahead. But so the premise of 12 Dates of Christmas, the second season just came out last week. It's three three single suitors. We had Amanda, Danny, and Markel. And they go on 12 dates all in pursuit of taking someone home for the holidays. You were one of Danny's final two, which... Yeah. Did you feel so oh, obviously we know ultimately Danny ended up picking Nikki in the end. Did you feel dragged on? Like I felt like every week I'm like, he has to pick Brooke. He has to pick Brooke. He has to pick Brooke. And it was such a curveball at the end that he ultimately went with Nikki. Yeah. Were you like, I mean, obviously you went through all the mo- the emotions with us. I was screaming at the television the entire time <laughs> or screaming at my laptop the entire time. But like, was did you get those like f boy vibes from Danny as like you know he doesn't really know what he wants he's kind of just playing with his options because it really made it seem like you were the best choice for him right I didn't get f boy vibes from Danny at all I think he's a gentleman I think he was truly torn um I I think what happened with Danny and I which you don't see a lot of, and I touch at the very end when I get rejected for the second time that there were some differences Danny and I were struggling with that we had conversations about. Like logistically, he lives in Florida. I live in California. He had no intentions from moving from Florida. I had no intentions from moving from California. Uh, My career is definitely my first priority right now. I'm in my mid late twenties and I'm in love with my job. And He knew that about me. And I think that was something he actually loved about me, but it did kind of drive a wedge between us where that wasn't there for Danny and Nikki's relationship. It was more flowing. They just, they seem to be more on the same page. So, um, I can see why it was such a huge shock to viewers because even I'm watching it. I'm like, why didn't he pick me? (laughs) But (laughs) logistically there, there were things where we weren't compatible. Was there ever, do you feel like if you had been brought into the game sooner, you may have had a better chance? Because I feel like Nikki kind of, they got to build up their relationship a little more. And obviously, as we watched you in the show, we saw that you were struggling with things moving really quickly. Yeah, I think things definitely could have been differently if I had more time on the show than I did. I was seven out of eight girls to show up. So uh, I think, obviously, just the time I had was so crucial that I did have to move at the speed of light emotionally with Danny. I had to be so honest. All my walls had to be down, which you do see on the throuple date that all my walls aren't really down. And I was honest to him about that, that I was like, I'm afraid. And I got really hurt in my last relationship. So maybe me having more time or the same amount of time as Nikki that I would have been able to process things more smoothly. And then maybe we would have had more time to talk about logistics and we could have ended up together. I think time plays a huge, huge part in why Danny didn't pick me. And he says it a lot in the hometown episode. Now, being that this was obviously like a dating experiment for, I mean, any dating show is going to be some sort of dating experiment. Would you, do you feel like it helped you 
get to know him a lot better because you were kind of forced under the pressure of time. Like, do you think you would like to do that more in relationships moving forward? Or are you just like, that was a one-time thing. I want to take things super slow for future relationships. That is such a good question. And actually the producers asked me this towards the end of the season as well. And I, I told them that I do want to take the things that I've learned from this dating show in into real life. And it might be scary for some people, but I think it wouldn't be scary for the people who are actually ready for a relationship. And it's not like it has to be as intense as the dating show. Right. But I think going in with that openness and vulnerability and honesty and just like, Hey, I'm interested in you. I really like you. And I can see these things in the future with you. How do you feel? And I don't think that should scare anyone who's actually ready. And if it does, then it's like, whatever, you know, so what I think it, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it taught me a very valuable lesson to not fear, fear love, I guess, to put it simply. What would you say was your intention coming into the game? Did you think, or into the show, did you think that you were actually going to be leaving with the man of your dreams, like The Bachelor? So I quarantined for a little over a week before I got on the show, and that gave me a lot of time to think about this specifically. And I came to the conclusion that I was just going to enter this house with an open mind and an open heart. And it would just be a cherry on top if I left the house with the man of my dreams, with a fiance, with a boyfriend, whatever it was to whatever capacity. Um, But I didn't, I, I was so proud of myself because I am such a girl that has like high expectations with everything I go into. And I squashed all of those expectations. And I was like, let's just go have fun. Let's just be you. And whatever happens, happens. And I got a really great experience, even though I got eliminated twice. (laughs) (laughs) Could you have seen yourself having a future with Danny? Had you guys had a little more time to get to know each other? Like, do you think you could have beat Nikki in the end? Um, yes. Yes, I do. I think what Danny and I had was different than what Nikki and Danny had. Granted, I don't know the extent of what they had, so it's hard to, to talk about that. But I think if Danny and I ended up together, it would have still been in an exploratory phase because of how rushed reality TV dating is. And if he would have been okay with that, that would have been okay with me. And he put it in the terms risk and reward when they were having like the leads contemplating before the first elimination. And I was the risk and Nikki was the reward because she was so sure of herself, which isn't a bad thing at all. But I don't think me being a risk would have changed at all. I think we still would have ended up in an exploratory phase. Have you talked to Danny at all? Uh, we've, we've texted a little bit. Yeah. What's the nature of the conversation now? Uh, just very friendly. I haven't heard from him in, a, in months, but it was, it was just a very kind him reaching out. Are you okay? How are you? Nothing ever. Like, I, I mean, I, as far as I know, I think they're still together. Um, so him jeopardizing anything with Nikki was not any context in the texting me. I think he was just truly like, Hey, I'm sorry. How are you? So very friendly, very short, very sweet. If things didn't work out with Nikki, because I noticed they haven't posted anything with each other. Um, and now that the show is out, I would have thought we would have gotten at least an Instagram story together. But uh, 
would there be a possibility for the two of you down the line if he circled back and was like, you know what? I would love to give this a second try. I don't think so. I think I've done quite a bit of healing and there's no animosity or maliciousness towards him, but this is also kind of a pattern for me with my other exes. Like once I'm over you, I'm over you. Mm. I can't really revert back. And I feel like I've grown since the show. I actually feel like a completely different person since I filmed the show. So yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think it's a friendship from here. I like that answer. And I like that answer because he didn't choose you and you should never pick a guy that doesn't choose you as the number one. And that's the lesson that everybody needs to learn from that is that if he doesn't pick you first, then he doesn't get you in the end at all. Yep. And I have to tell you it, I swallowed a lot of pride because of that exact reason to show up in New York. Cause Mm. in my head, I was like, okay, I I wrote that letter for closure for myself. So that was something you did on your own. That wasn't something that the producers encouraged you to do. No, I wrote that on my own. Um, And like I said, in the show, you see him come out and cry. And, you know, that was kind of like a a wake up moment for me. Like, why did he do that? That replayed in my head for a couple nights before I hopped on my plane to Los Angeles. And I just felt I felt like I owed it to him, but I felt like I needed to do it for myself so I could leave with that closure. And it ended up working out so I could see him again and get face to face closure. But I did have to swallow a lot of pride because I am a firm believer of like, if I'm your second choice, I'm not going to be a choice at all. Yeah. But I I did it. What did you learn most about yourself going through that experience? I learned that I am capable of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And if I do fall flat on my face, which I did twice, life isn't over. Life isn't going to end. I'm going to be okay. You can pick yourself up and dust yourself off. And if anything, you learn, you get stronger. I mean, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, I don't think it's a bad thing to put yourself out there. I, yeah, I think I shocked myself in how much I let my guard down, even after all the hurt I've been through in the past. Have you talked to Nikki at all? Uh, I haven't. Just like Instagram comments. I tagged her in a post the other day and she commented. So. I think, and and now, especially after seeing the last two episodes, because I didn't know how she was feeling about the letter, or, you know, me kissing him in New York. I think it would be weird if her and I were besties, you know, so not that we aren't friends. We are. I, I, I love the girl, but I think it would be weird if we were like in cahoots or something. <laughs> were you expecting to kind of fall for him as as quickly as you did because it seemed like those emotions really kind of intensified with every episode that we got to watch no I wasn't expecting to fall that quickly I don't think I've ever fallen that quickly and maybe it's something with like the winter wonderland and being in that lodge and being surrounded by other people who are just as open as falling in love but every every one-on-one time I've had with Danny was so intimate and I don't, I, again, I don't know if it was atmosphere if we, we were really just connected. Like, I just remember that solid eye contact with him every single time we had one-on-one. And you guys get, like, bits and pieces of our one-on-ones. Some of those one-on-ones lasted hours, which mm-hmm. was incredible. So we got to unpack a lot of stuff about each other, which I'm sure 
helps someone fall for the other. So those were real feelings, or do you think that the pressure of being in the cooker intensified that? I think both. Definitely real feelings. I, yeah. I mean, I was watching myself sob last night after the <laughs> elimination and I was like, like, I'm over here like, oh God, I remember that. So yeah, I mean, I couldn't cry like that if I, if it wasn't real, but I think the pressure of being in the cooker and yeah, I'm like, I'm like flashing back to things and just being around that person all the time who wants the same thing as you yeah. intensifies. Do you think that it's possible to find love on reality TV? Absolutely. Are, Absolutely. Were you a bachelor, bachelorette fan or any sort of dating shows? I have only seen one season of the bachelorette and that was Jojo's season. I was not like a diehard. This was actually just something that I kind of was like, let's give it a go. Let's go be, let's go have fun. And, you know, I, I think I also wanted to take this risk because of how hurt I had just gotten. It was very recent. And I was like, let's go for it. You deserve this. Uh, but I do like, I don't like using the word trashy, but like too hot to handle type of show. I oh, love, shows. I love too hot to handle. <laughs> the messy one. <laughs> yes. The messy one to watch. Well, I mean, to yeah. be fair, if I was thrown into the mix, I would get pretty messy myself. Right, right. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts of, well, I guess you didn't really get to interact with Markel, but what were your thoughts of Amanda and Penny? I love Penny with my whole heart and soul. That man is the most warm. He is the warmest, compassionate, like sitting next to him on the couch or at the breakfast table the way Penny will just like hold your hand or hug you. I remember his hugs. Like he would just grab you so tight. I, I'm like, I'm like, I think I fell in love with Penny to be quite honest. No, he is just one of my best friends and he's so freaking sweet and adorable and so charming. I'm so glad he got the chance to become the lead and find love for himself. Amanda, fun fact. I just talked to her the other day. Her and I filmed a commercial together in 2018 and we figured this out. Like, four days ago. And I was like, how did we never look at each other on the show and be like, I know you. Isn't that wild? Yeah. She is beautiful and stunning and love her. Um, and I did get to meet Markel in New York and he was a gem as well. Do you think that, cause I feel like Markel and Amanda got a lot of heat for not being as, I don't know if I would say open, but they were a little more reserved, which I feel like when you're in that position, it's kind of hard to open up when you're dating so many different people and so many different types of people. Do you think that the heat that they got from people in the house about not being as open or vulnerable was warranted? Um, yes and no. I could see both sides, me being a Libra. Like, <laughs> just justice for all. Um, with Markel, I think it's a completely different situation than Amanda. Markel's heart was somewhere else. And kudos to him for realizing it and giving everyone else a chance. And he left. I think that's so huge of him because he didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, he could have stayed on TV as long as he wanted. So, yeah, I think I think people need to give him a little cut him a little more slack for sure. And with Amanda, I can relate. I feel like I was in similar shoes and I was focusing on one person and it was hard for me to put all of, you know, my feelings in into that one person. So for her to divide everything up into eight people overall. 
I couldn't imagine to be, to be quite honest, that would be extremely hard for me. So yeah, but then I, I mean, I, I get the love interest points of view where it's like, but that's what you're here for. That's what you're here for. So it's tough. Do you have a date for the holidays? Are you even in hot pursuit or are you just like, I'm writing out the year single? I'm writing out the year single. I, I'm thoroughly in love with all of my best friends. Um, I mean, my DMs are in hot pursuit (laughs) for sure. I'm sure I could take home a holiday if I wanted to. Um, Yeah, it's funny that some of my DMs are using other cast members. Like, I know so-and-so, and and they said we can hook you up. I know, like, Uh, hey, uh, DM me. And I'm like, what is happening? So, no, but I'm feeling good by myself right now. That's good. I think I've reached that same point where I'm like, at least until... January. I just want to have fun. I just want to let loose. I just want to like, you know, right. Finish this year off and go into 2022 single and on a fun note. And then, you know, when I'm ready to be emotionally available again, I'll put myself back on the market, but like I've deleted all the dating apps and everything. Are you even on any right now? No, I haven't been on dating apps in years. I've been on a couple of Bumble dates, a couple of Hinge dates, and nothing. I really, I really want that organic meat. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Where are I, you meeting I, guys yeah. at Whole Foods? Soul <laughs> Actually, Cycle. I've been, I, I, right, I have been hit on at Ralph's a handful of times. So I do get hit on at the grocery store. Usually, when I look like a bag of trash, I'm like, <laughs> "What is happening?" <laughs> um, I, I actually meet. I, I meet a lot of guys on set mm. as when I'm a script supervisor, uh, which makes me a little worry because my ex was in the industry too. So, but I, I can't, I can't stereotype. How long did you guys date and how long uh, were you broken up before you joined the show? We dated just over a year and broken up, I think five months, six months. That's still pretty yeah. soon to throw yourself into such an intense situation it was it it absolutely was I remember during quarantine uh he had we we unfollowed each other and he had randomly liked one of my photos and I had like a full-blown like panic attack and I had to call my best friend and I was like I mean it it just shook me because I was like I thought I was over him and like why am I reacting this way and she was like dude you're quarantined like with no contact like you're fine chill out Of course, they always pop up. They have like a radar. They're like, you're happy again, aren't you? Let me just swoop <laughs> right in and wreck your right. life. Um, so were you hesitant to do reality TV considering, you know, you have a, a, an acting and production background, which I assume is the main pursuit? Yes, correct. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was so hesitant. I was really afraid that reality TV would maybe typecast me as a reality TV star. Um, I, I was under the impression that reality TV was scripted. This is fake. All of this, you know, just the, the stereotypes that go along with it. I was one of those people. And now I'm watching it back and I'm like, God damn. I, everyone in that house was so authentic and pure and had good intentions. At least people I got to meet. Um, and the person that comes to mind right now with such purity is Remy. And I watched her get eliminated the same night I did. And those tears and the things she said about Amanda. I was like, God, that girl has such a big heart. Yeah. She's so beautiful. 
What is the main goal career-wise? Working in film. I love working behind the camera. I love working in front of the camera. I fell into script supervising and absolutely fell in love with it. I, I could talk about it forever, but truly if I do either work behind the camera or work in front of it, my, my soul is just full. I love, I just love movies. You also did phone swap with for Snapchat, <laughs> which we both ended up talking about on Instagram live. Yeah. We both did that show. I obviously had a much more mortifying experience on it. Of Did you, had you been familiar with the show prior to doing it? No, yeah. I actually didn't even know what it was called when I got there. They said, I think the casting said something like Snapchat dating show or like blind date. And then, you know, when you fill out all the forms, like release forms, there's something in there that says like, you're going to give up your phone. But like, did I read it? No. Oh, I don't even remember reading that in my contract. I Or if I did, I thought I'd probably like, oh, you're not allowed to take it on set. Here's my phone. Right. And uh, I remember when they said, pull out your phones. And, you know, you're going to swap. I had my, he handed me my phone and was like, unlock it. And I was like, no, <laughs> what? No, I'm not unlocking my phone. Like this, And he was like, you signed it. And I was like, oh my God. But I guess I was an angel and there were, there were no nudes on my phone. <laughs> oh my God. I had the word. I mean, he was a great, listen, I think I can do really well on camera, but I didn't realize I also had another pro opposite of me. So he was, I was trying to create the cute, let's do a cute date so that people watching will root for us in the end. And he did the opposite. And he's like, no, let me just like, like make everything look so much more incriminating than it actually was. And it was so mortifying, but I delivered some great lines that, you know, made us made us some breakouts. I had a lot of boys find, like digging me up and sliding into my DMs after that. So I was very proud of I myself. Love that. I love that. Yes. I want to see your episode. Oh God. It's, <laughs> it's mortified. My mother, I remember played it for like a bunch of people. And it was like the one thing you just don't want your mother to be playing for her friends, you know, right. as your intimate photos become exposed for the internet to see. Yes. Yeah. It's not, it was not an easy thing to, to do. I actually took his phone and went on his Snapchat and took a selfie of myself and sent it to all the girls on his Snapchat. I love that. Oh my God. That is the energy I want. 2022. I'm channeling Brooke. Would you, (laughs) would you do more reality TV in the future? I would. Yeah. I had, I had a great time. I had a great experience. Would you do more dating shows or just other? Oh, you would do more dating on TV. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to finally see Penny and Winston mm. end up together. And I was like, I want that. I want that. And I, I got to experience everything leading up to it. And I think it's absolutely worth it if that's what I got at the end. Are they still together? I'm not sure, actually. Well, I'm going to need yeah. to slide into his DMs and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, who? Penny or Winston? Penny. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I have a crush on somebody else on the cast. Um, but I. But with Penny, I have talked about since we're both in LA. I was like, I need to come in and do a Barry's boot. I haven't done a Barry's boot camp in forever, and I feel like I need to get my ass kicked. Yes. So I used to work at Barry's um, oh. before the the pandemic. I was a front desk manager. And then that connected Penny and I on the show. And I was like, oh my God, I used to work there. And then 
when he told me he was moving from Atlanta to LA to be at Barry's here, I about died. So I have not taken his class yet either. So we should go together. I would. Yes, we should definitely do. I will. Then I now I need to slide into his DMs and be like, we need to. Brooke and I need a class. Uh, we're coming <laughs> yes. in to do a class and you need to make it super intense. Um, what I think we need to start a change.org petition to bring you back for 12 dates of Christmas season three, but as a lead, because you were done so dirty in this second season that I feel like we need, we need the redemption story. I agree. We're starting a change.org I- petition and we're making this happen. Uh-huh. At HBO Max. Let's <laughs> let's start that. Yeah. I mean, people have been commenting on my stuff for like reunions and, you know, am I going to come back as a lead? And I just, I'm like, ask HBO Max. And I just tag them and everything. <laughs> the people are demanding. <laughs> How is the acting career coming along? Acting career is coming along. Great. I uh, have American Sicario coming out on December 10th. So, gosh, almost 10 days away. Uh, I'm very excited. I haven't seen American Sicario either. So I am very excited to see that on the big screen. That is going to be a surreal, surreal moment when I go into a movie theater and I'm like, that's That's me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, auditioning, doing lots of self tapes, nothing coming up right now. It is a weird limbo for film right now. I feel like a lot of auditions have already happened and like filming might be happening now. Um, and I've been busy with 12 dates. So, um, yeah, come January, hopefully things get picked up and I just start auditioning again. Did you get to work with Danny, Danny Trejo? I didn't. No, we didn't. We never filmed on the same days, so I didn't have any scenes with him. Uh, but I heard he was absolutely lovely to work with. Well, I can't wait to watch this new film, Brooke. I can't wait to go in theaters and see it because I watched you on HBO Max and now I feel like we need the, the- for you did the TV debut and now we need the theatrical debut. The, right. the, the, not theatrical, the, the film. Oh, yeah, or theaters. Right. No, the- that's. Yeah, it's theatrical. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, I got that right. It's like completely opposite. It's like all these fuzzy, warm feels with Christmas and then there's like drugs and guns and, <laughs> you know, it's like she could do both. Get you a girl who could do both. <laughs> Are you going home for the holidays? I am. Yes. I will be in Sacramento with my family. That'll be fun. Do you guys have any fun holiday traditions? Are you doing a watch party for 12 dates? So my parents watched it the day after I came back to LA after Thanksgiving. And my grandparents watched it too. God, Lord, help (laughs) me. Um, My very Catholic Italian grandparents watched it. And I got nothing but great, great feedback from them. So they both my mom and dad texted me and my nana and papa texted me and they were like, we're so proud of you. Like, you know, your smile looked great on camera. Just like the most supportive. I was terrified that they had to see me in the green dress, like making out with the boy, whispering sweet nothings under my breath. I was like, oh my God. But I think they just realized I'm 27 years old. And yeah. that's, that stuff happens. <laughs> You're a big girl now, Brooke. I'm a big girl. You're Sometimes I don't feel like it. All right. I mean, yeah, it depends on the day, right? Mm-hmm. were they mad at Danny for not picking you yes <laughs> I'm being quite honest um I mean they knew yeah. obviously I didn't come home with a boyfriend <laughs> and they you know they're completely biased I mean it could have been Angelina Jolie up against me and they would have been like he's an idiot right but yeah. uh yeah they were they were mad at him and they thought 
he was stupid for not choosing me and <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I, think I was I was team Brooke the entire way through. I never was team Nikki. I liked Nikki when she first came onto the scene, but I was never a team Nikki. I was always a team Brooke. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Where can people, if they want to keep up with you and your acting career <laughs> and your possible future dating career on reality television, where can they check you out, Brooke? They can find me on Instagram, which is just my first and last name, Brooke Lusk. And you can find me on TikTok, which is my first and last name, and the number five after, Brooke Lusk five. And I just do dumb shit on TikTok. <laughs> that's what TikTok is for. We all started it in quarantine, and we just do the the stupidest, dumbest shit on TikTok. I know my TikTok, I, I don't, I mean, I have followers on TikTok, but sometimes I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Right, when someone's like, I follow you on TikTok, I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brooke. Everybody go and, and follow Brooke Lust. Give her some love. Slide into her DMs with like positive affirmations and let her know that even though Danny didn't pick her, there is love and happiness and success coming her way in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Yes. Thanks, love. Please welcome the Sheena Shea to my Lala Kent, Mr. Ryan Bailey himself. How are you, uh, Ryan Bailey? I'm good. I'm shocked that you call me Sheena Shea. I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, she, uh, wow. I think that's a, I like that actually. I'd rather be Sheena than Lala right now. <laughs> I, I, right now, I think it could switch. Only because I feel like you, like I'm more of this, the saucy, spicy one that's always getting myself into trouble with my big mouth. And you just, you know. And I'm an, I'm an idiot with a voice of gold. You good ass gold. <laughs> By the way, no matter what Sheena does from here on out for the rest of her life, she has that one moment. Like that, I mean, you can't get better than good. Is good gold. Is gold. I, mean, I think that works that works on every level because I think it actually is a bop and it's hysterical at the same time. Would you rather be Sheena or would you rather be Ariana? I mean, or you could always be Katie. No, <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh I'd rather I mean I'd rather be Ariana. Ariana gets it. I mean, I think she did she might not be the most um you know, the most dynamic reality show character, but I like her overall as a person. And I think I love, I'm always siding with her in terms of opinions. And even she is able, she's the Tom Sandoval whisperer where she's like, you know, you didn't win that fight. Like, that's not like, I like that. I like, she's very honest, even with the loved ones. Yeah. I like Ariana. I like them all. I really love Lala right now though. I love the new merch that she dropped the brand new merch that she dropped. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, okay, so I, I my, uh, my roommate actually bought the brand new sweatshirt. Yeah. She was like, but at the same time, I'm curious how many people are going to buy that because it is so specific and it's almost like you're buying, like, it. I, I think it's insanely amazing what she did with the tattoo. It said Rand and yes. she made it brand new. I thought, I was like, damn, I love that. I, and I've got to say, I haven't loved Lala this season, but I have loved her post breakup. I want cameras on her, right? I'm so proud of her. I'm so, but like how many people are really going to be buying a shirt that's uh, like at the end of the day, you're, you're wearing Rand on your person. And I just don't know if that, like, I love it at first, but then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like then you get into a conversation with somebody and you're explaining there's this man named Randall and I don't know, like do it to support Lala, I guess. And I love it as her tattoo. I think it's the best. Ever. Yes, I agree. The tattoo, the updating the tattoo. I was like, okay, love it. 
The merch, though, I was like, I love it. And then I clicked on the link and then I looked at it and I was like, am I really going to invest $50 into buying this sweater that is really so niche that I would really only buy it for like the Instagram to show people that I bought it? Because they will know what it's for. You know but what, like you know what they sh- you know what they should do? This is like we should patent this idea is that they should also, if you don't want to spend the 50, you should be able to spend 15 and they'll give you a digital image for two photos that you can plaster over your body and you can use it for an IG photo and it only lasts for like two picks. So you have it for two picks, like it'll match up with your actual body. So it looks like you bought one just for the IG photos. Listen, I love the idea. I love the hustle because I'm also like, she knows she's not getting alimony, but at least she knows she can make some cash off of the merch. Well, she's, I mean, she's hitting everything all at once. She is, she is doing like, I mean, I, I, I can't open up my phone now without seeing a new Lala product. Like she's doing yeah. glassware. She's doing like uh, IG ads up the wazoo. And I got to tell you, I like hustle. That's amazing. But it is funny to see it happen all at once when like Brittany and Jax are like, I've been doing this all year. Welcome, Lala. Welcome. <laughs> I also love that Brittany, I saw the photos of her. I guess it looked like Tom and Ariana had like a Christmas party and they yeah, all came was, over. And but I, Jax wasn't there. Jax wasn't there. I know. I know that I didn't. I guess I didn't see him in any of the photos, but I saw like what a way to hold a grudge. Like that is amazing if he really wasn't there because even Stassi was there. Stassi was there. Sheena was there. Lala wasn't there. Um, But I love that Brittany was making an IG ad. She couldn't show up. She had to promote Lala skin and Lala baby. Give them Lala skin and give them Lala beauty and give them Lala baby and give them Lala home. (laughs) <laughs> I love that Brittany though has just fully embraced the like Midwest mom. Like she's like, I'm off TV. I'm just going to wear this Grinch, you know, snuggy and just, you know, rock this vibe. Yeah. I mean, she really does seem very comfortable. I don't know how confident she is because I hear that, you know, she had like, of course, like when you're putting yourself so out there, uh, but also, I mean, it just gotta, it's gotta suck sometimes for Brittany to see how much like, Lala and Sheena bounce back and like she just like I, I think that's one of the amazing things about motherhood is, yeah you know she, she did this amazing thing and th- that's when I kind of like I even get creeped out when trolls are like commenting on yeah. like body and all that crap like I I'm I'm more happy to I'll comment today if you facetune yourself I'm happy to comment on that <laughs> but anything like that like you you made a baby like that's that's more than anything I'll ever do in my life and for people like, I think that is the only I love to make fun of Jacks but and I even Brittany to a degree but that is just someplace I can't go I'm more curious though about how Jax makes her feel is Jax making mm. her feel beautiful is or are we getting old Jax where now thoughts are creeping in of like man, I miss, I, I could get any girl. I, I I wonder if I could get girls still, you know? I want to know what is going on in Jax's brain because this is not the life that he signed up for. He did not sign up to not be on television. He didn't sign up to be like, you know, infamous. He wanted the fame. And well, I mean, I guess he was pretty infamous on Vanderpump Rules, but, but he was still like an appreciated villain. Like people loved to hate him. And now people don't really care to do anything with him. You know? Well, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I, mean, I really, he better pray to get on big brother or something like that because 
it really is out of sight, out of mind. And I was, I had a long drive from Arizona this morning and I was thinking about it because I was watching Selling Sunset this weekend. And I was thinking, you know, like everybody complains about Vanderpump rules now. And it's like, what do you want? There's only so many chaotic years in people's lives. Yeah. There's only so many, and these aren't actors. It's not like Tom Hanks where like they can diversify and start playing older roles or something like that. It's not Meryl Streep. These are reality show people. Like the more chaotic your lives, the more entertaining the reality show. But at a certain point, if you are an actual human on this earth, yeah. you will outgrow that chaotic period of your life if you're doing it right. And for us, we're like, no, we want chaos. We want that. So it's weird. It's like that's where the reality show part of it gets in is that you make a deal with the devil of yeah. like, I will show this, but I will not be able to um, uh, do this for more than five years. I feel like at least for the Vanderpump kids, the only graduation they can move on to or at least have some sort of longevity within their careers is to do a housewives show is to have one of them. And I, I always said it was either going to be Lala or it was going to be Stassi. And now I don't know if I, it's going to happen for either of them. But I always thought those were the two that had the most potential to be on like a Beverly Hills housewives. That's why Winter House and Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip gives me great hope yeah. because I'm like, it's showing that the audience is hungry for crossovers. So I would love to see a Lala in a Beverly Hills. I would. I think Stassi will definitely be back on our TV screens at some point. But I know what I didn't sign up for when it comes to Vanderpump Rules. And it's I know the ins and outs of all of their big houses in Valley Village now. And it just doesn't have the same pop. No offense to them. I'd kill to live in a house like that. Yeah. But it's not what I I wasn't like. Man, these bartenders that are like fucking each other and stuff. I hope one day I get to see him go to a big house and a and baby kids. Yeah. yeah. Like and maybe act like they're still working at like, I don't know. Like I didn't sign up for that. It's interesting, though, that we never got any of the newbies introduced in this new season because they, they said they messed up, man. Like they they I, I don't know how the production, how we thought more about this than the production did. They they almost said, well, we're going to uh, crapshoot. I get we're going to hope that they care about all of these people getting older and having babies and stuff like that. And we'll leave Charlie in so we can say that we did something with one new person. Barely. But like even Ariana, when she was doing interviews at the beginning, she was like, no, there are going to be new people that will be introduced. Like it was like that was all part of the planning. And they did casting for it. They had potentials that they filmed. But oh, I've talked to people that didn't accept the contract. Yeah, because they were not even paying that much. Oh, yeah, yeah. They I give mean, you what? Was, they, was, well, last season they did what? A two thousand dollar stipend for the whole season. That's it. Yes, that's exact. That's the exact dollar figure, too. And I heard that and I was like, no effing way and i will go even further this this was an african-american person yeah that would have been i mean amazing first off but also the time and place that we were in, we are in right now would have been so amazing to yeah. have and this person was great but 2000 it's like yo you i mean i know you're taking a risk on a new person and they'll make money with instagram or whatever but you gotta pay a little yeah. bit more than that even like, the housewives make what 40 60k their first season like even they bring in something and vanderpump was a big show and a lot of people were if the show had really started off on the right foot it could have done really well um to the point where it wouldn't be like slowly uh, dwindling in the ratings yeah, it's really when it when when Winter House eclipsed it, I was like, I love Winter House, but yeah. when it eclipsed it, I got sad. I got sad for two two reasons. One, because I knew people like Jackson Stassi are probably gonna be like, well, they didn't have us, which yeah. is just BS. 
I think if Jackson Stassi were there, you were going to see the same kind of fatigue that we had with these other cast members with them as well. There's only so much we can deal with with the Jacks. I feel like we had run his course. You know, sure, we can always play Monday morning quarterback and say if he was there, that made me sad. So Jack should be like, yeah, screw you, Sandoval. Look at they don't have me and your ratings are going down. So like, I know his delusional mind will think that. But the other thing that made me sad is that this was such, this was one of the shows that really made me love reality shows so much at its heyday. Yeah. And I just feel like, and I still, I'm not going to give up on it. I'll watch it till the day it's off the air, but like they could fix this. They could fix it really easily if they wanted to. What do you think is the solution? New people? New people. I mean, just new new people entirely. I mean, new people, but new people where, you, you know, if you watch the making of that first season, it's all in the casting and the interviews. Yeah. You have to really dig deep. You have to find people of like, what's your relationship to this person? Okay. Have you ever slept with this person? Okay. Do you yeah. like this person over here? It feels like they didn't put that, that work in to really find these stories. And they just said, okay, yeah. I, I, like we're getting storylines, like no offense. I love Raquel, but Raquel's like, I, I am scared I to no. public speak. You I know, can't. like I can't I with Raquel her. and Charlie. Like you can't replace Stassi and Kristen with Raquel and Charlie. You just can't. They're not interesting. They're not dynamic. They aren't funny. They aren't witty. They don't See, have I think personality. You can have Raquel and Charlie, if you have no. other big, like it's all about a balancing act. And I like Raquel. I love Raquel standing up to James and finding and but. He, we also need people like Raquel because then we get the worst of James because of how he treats her. So like, yeah. I understand that. Not for a my... main opening credit, though. Not to fill in the the missing piece of Jack, no, Stassi, and saying. Kristen. You needed a... I mean, you even let go of, or like she didn't want to come back. I mean, Danica. Danica seemed like a Danica would have been great. Yeah, but she was beating Danica up her boyfriend. Like she, was, she, she, yes. <laughs> she was a little busy beating up her boyfriend. They weren't going to bring her back. What's her name? Dana didn't want to come back. They probably didn't offer her anything, any real money um they i thought dana would have been great to return i thought danica would have been great to return we could have gotten rid of charlie altogether we could have kept raquel in her demoted role we didn't need a full raquel like i don't need See, to hear I, about her nose anymore. i love charlie but she's when you have one new person as opposed to a bunch of new people you know you are then getting the brunt of the either love or hate and i yeah. gotta say i've talked to charlie not only on the podcast but like I've had her as my server and she's entertaining as hell. Like not even trying to be like, I'm like, there is a, like her not even trying to be funny is funny. And like, I'm like, I mean, it, but even like in talking with them, it's like, I don't, the cast doesn't have any control over really what they're doing. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but I think they even know or knew that this wasn't their best foot forward in terms of show, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest like foot forward was Lala and Ariana, which I did. And then there was the Sheena. Oh, yeah. and Brock. You're the podcast. That, I'm the podcast. By the, the way, that is my dream. That is my bucket list. Zach. You've had it now twice. Twice. I, believe, I had, summer, had house summer house and now house I had too. Vanderpump. Yeah. Is, yeah. If you guys know, you know, they obviously use his podcast, but that's my dream. Cause then that lives forever, dude. Like yeah. no matter if podcasts go away completely, your name, your podcast will always be in those episodes. And uh, I mean, it's genius. And it was two really big feuds. It was Lindsay versus Hannah. And then it was Lala versus Ariana. Um, so I, I'm, I'm proud of myself, Ryan Bailey. I'm, you know, no, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I literally, and the thing is, I will not, 
you know, I'll get like bigger interviews and stuff like that, but I, I don't, I don't consider it pussing out. I just don't usually, I'm like, yeah, let's just have fun. Like, but you ask very good questions that will stimulate a certain, not response. Cause it's very honest, but there I'm, I'm sometimes shocked. You're allowed to keep the things in that you're able to keep in because I've dealt with Bravo PR and stuff like that. And I've had to cut out things that I'm like, yeah, damn like i would have loved to have kept that well here's the thing you don't deal with bravo pr you go around bravo (laughs) pr and you go to their personal pr and their personal (laughs) managers and you cultivate those relationships and you do that and then you have to massage the ego you have to open it up talking about whatever it is they're promoting i always like that part i'm great at yeah massage all day but the, the hard part is that other part you work it in right at the, you know, right in that right moment. You ask that right question right when they feel comfortable enough and the chemistry is just right. And then you hit them with the zinger. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, it, it works. I mean, it really works. Do you ever, that's the other question. I I've have actually to, only have, been asked to cut out once out of an interview. Oh man. And it was my, PR, and, I have to cut things out. Oh yeah. It's that's like, why I don't go to bra- through Bravo PR. <laughs> well, they, yeah. But, they, they, but, but, but see then, if I don't, then they get in trouble for doing it by themselves. And then I get to hear that they're in trouble. And then Bravo PR, then I'm in. It's, it's a whole wild, wild thing, you guys. But do you ever then, do you ever deal with them after the fact? Not the PR, but even the, the stars talent. themselves where they're like, damn, dude, you got me in a lot of trouble. Like, is that Oh, yeah. Happened? they No, yeah. They slide into my DMs after the fact all the time. Even when they were filming that whole thing between Lala and Ariana, I had Sheena in my DMs being like, when, you know, like talking about the, the show and how it was, you know, transpiring. Not directly about the show, but she was like, when was this taped? Well, you know, like she wanted more details <laughs> to kind of like, you know. Sheena, man, Sheena gets into it, man. Like Sheena... Uh, she like Sheena hates me, but she gets into it. You know, I will say, though, Sheena and Ariana were probably two of the best reality stars to work with in interview because they promoted it. They did swipe ups on their Instagram stories. Like, yes, they yes. really oh, went. Okay. That act, uh, that's another which you guys is so supportive. Yeah, because that's the other thing is that they'll do it and then they're either lazy or yeah. they won't do it. And it's like for them, like for us, a swipe up means everything yeah. For them. They're just. It's like, oh man, did I miss it? I'm sorry. Anyways, fun talking to you. Yeah. Like they don't really understand the life of what we're doing, you know? Yeah. Or or the value in supporting us to help them. You know, they don't <laughs> see the full circle moment. I think sometimes they don't even just know even know how to work their phone. Like sometimes <laughs> they're like, Swipe, okay, I think, you know, you can just really sometimes tell there's a dysfunction there yeah. that makes them great reality stars. I mean, I was talking to Jill Zarin a couple of weeks ago and I was like, holy, like it, I almost just stopped talking. Cause it was, I felt like I was watching an episode of real housewives of New York. I was like, <laughs> I was like, so entertained just listening to her talk about a, an airplane experience. And I thought for a second, I got confused and thought I was watching TV and I just stopped talking. Cause I was so, I was like, man, I miss, I miss talk. I miss you talking. You know, I have to say though, you do a really good job. Like your show is just, it's good. It's solid. It has like a loyal following. You get good ratings and reviews and you never get in trouble. I get in trouble all the time, Ryan. Like, well, I feel that's not actually, I've the last month I've gotten probably in the most hate. I mean, I've had people tell me to kill myself. I've had 
Oh, it's just, I don't know. Like they oh, don't really say they'll be like, Oh, well, I think, well, here's the reason. Cause I'm ugly. The guy said, he goes, you're ugly and you should kill yourself. And I was like, that's a fair point, but I don't know if I'm going to kill myself, <laughs> but I've got like uh, the barstool crowd because I, I, I spoke about oh, barstool Dave. and Dave Portnoy. So I got a bunch of them leaving bad reviews. Yeah. I got the Erica Rinna stands uh, yeah. that I come out very hard against. Oh them. yeah. See, I understand all of, but I understand I just think when you get to a point where you then leave a review based on somebody else's opinion, yeah, I think that's troubling in the fact that they get to do that because you're like, man, I put so much work into this and my opinion, you're not review, you're reviewing my opinion. Yeah. You're because I always say everybody's opinion is right. Like you can have your own opinion. You can even start your own podcast. There you has to be a podcast. There has to be like something in the cosmic stars because I've also in this past month been hit with. Well, I actually know who it's coming from. There's a very specific podcaster that likes to target other shows. I think I know. I think I know. I think exactly we've talked about this talking before. About, yeah. But so I've been. Th- this is the second wave I've gotten it now, and I think this person like has a Patreon and gets like those loyal people fired up to go and do it because I have gotten so many because like my community has been so supportive and they've given me so many five star like detailed reviews but the rating is still at four I dropped from a 4.7 to a 4.5 and I'm still at that 4.5 because I just keep getting flooded with those one star reviews and like people don't realize like how much that really does fuck with our ability to like Sustain. Yeah, I mean, because it does, it does mean something. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I mean, not. I mean, I take pride in the show, regardless. Yeah. But it does, and I guess it sounds like you know, oh, boohoo, yeah, boohoo. Yeah. You have your strong opinions. I'm gonna have my strong opinion. But it's like, well. The reviewer should be like, yo, your sound's honest. Like, I had a couple episodes. My sound sucked. It was so horrible. I knew I couldn't do anything about it, but I wanted to release it. I got reviews about that. I was well aware. But hey, you're right. You shouldn't be listening to crap like you shouldn't yeah. be listening to bad audio. I get it. Or if like, you know, you're I'm speaking over you way too much, which I probably am doing right now. <laughs> I get that review. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. I've had reviews where it's like I've got to step back or calm down because I get so excited. But I don't know. It's just a weird being a podcaster is a weird thing because there's no blueprint or road. There's no there's rubric people, for how to do it. I mean, you have do- like the people like the watch what crappens and the Dannys and the, you know, that are amazing. And I mean, the crappens guys, two of the nicest people that I've ever continued to talk to in my, my life and uh, the success. I mean, it's so comforting that they are as nice as they are, but yeah. I really feel like they got to, they got there by being themselves. Like yeah. they don't, they get to literally be themselves and people take such joy from it. And they've done this year in year out. I mean, what are they? They're like eight or nine years into this thing. Yeah. They've been doing it for a minute. Um, And, and they're doing it. I saw they were just doing a show here in downtown LA where they rented out like one of the big theaters and they're like doing their, and I'm like, you know what? Oh, That's- they sold out a huge theater. They, they released their tour dates in January. They're doing the crappy awards over in New York this time. And they, I, I don't, I, I want to say it was like Radio City or something unimaginable. And yeah. they had almost sold it out. And I'm like, when podcasts are big, getting selling out more than bands that I would go see, like yeah. that is wild. It's wild. It is. I'm like, I don't know if I would ever book like a big theater. Like, I would be so terrified that nobody would show up. But like, that's oh, my was, own ego. I was talking to Sarah Galley about this because yeah. she did her first live show in New York. And I said, man, good for you. I just, I, I, sometimes don't want to pull the trigger on that because that's my fear is that it's like four people. And then I 
cry on stage or like I just you can tell I'm just bummed out like that. I mean, that's a real people coming out to see you. It's even different than, you know, having them in your ears like or yeah. in their ears. Yeah, I can sell wine on the Internet, but <laughs> selling out a theater it scares me. But it goes, it, you know, it goes in waves and like yeah. this is a you know, we got to take risks. And I think that's what we're doing. And, you know, I like I like I have goals for the new year. Like I I want to I want somebody to teach me to, even how to watch TikTok, not even let alone make it like I don't even know how to like TikTok, <laughs> YouTube. You, I think, do both of those, which are yeah. are amazing. I'm, you know, a, an old fuddy duddy. So I need to learn like, you know, there's just things that I'm unaware of that I'm like, wow, that would be cool if I have the time or that would be neat to kind of, so like, this is all about risks and, yeah. you know, the one commonality, I think we have, we share a lot of the same audience is that, um, is just how great the people are, yeah. you know, there, there's like haters and all that stuff, but the, the, the majority of our audiences are some of the most intelligent, funny people that I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And I've been around like artistic people for the majority of my life. And some of these people I'm like, how the hell are you not having a podcast? How the hell are you yeah. like just just brilliant? Yeah, I love having those like intimate conversations or getting to know people. I do a lot of lives now on Instagram and it's just like a really great opportunity to kind of like really get to know people. And I think it just, I don't know, I, I appreciate that sort of commute. To me, that's real community building rather than just having an audience. Oh yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would, I'm not brave enough to do the lives yet either, but like the, you know, the people that, you know, it's like, I think we both know probably when I turn my mic on, I know exactly who I'm talking yeah. to, you know? Yeah. Do you think, how many seasons do you think Vanderpump has left? I think it'll be about I think it'll go two more seasons, two more seasons. And then we're done. I think they should have like a rebooted cast of Vanderpump rules and then give the Toms their own spinoff. I think the Toms will be okay regardless. Like yeah. I think they're like, they're the, the most, because you would be able to have them as the heads like Lisa and we would be actually free to meet new characters. Yeah. You know, like I feel like what they have now is like, it's like handcuffed to this. Well, it's gotta be these people that we know and these people, people like it's it, it's like this weird like you're not but then like obvious ones like but you're not even showing peter like you're not yeah. even showing you you know so they're handcuffed to this premise and i feel like if you did something like that and break it out like i guess tom tom is now enveloped by the vanderpump you know because we don't really see sir at all and now it's tom tom so hopefully schwartz and sandys or whatever the hell it is um that would be an amazing opportunity to get to meet new people because guess what there's a lot of effed up bar people in Los Angeles yeah. and especially after the pandemic. And I would love to hear their stories because they have them, you know? Yeah. I feel like Vanderpump, I don't want it to die yet. I feel like it's going through a transition phase. It's going through like, you know, uncharted territory and we're trying to recalibrate and figure out what the show is going to be moving forward. And I hope we have like an, a real housewives of OC moment or a real housewives of New York moment when Bethany came back where like we were able to kind of revamp it, revive it and bring it back to life and i'm optimistic about vanderpump that's an interesting point in fact i had a daydream about that the other day of the heather locklear kind of thing of like what if just say what if and i know you know like what if bravo has said all is forgiven and what if the last shot of this season's episode is you pan up and you see stassi walk through the doors of tom tom do you think she would end? do it 
Or, uh, or do well, you I think-, don't think she, I don't think she needs to do it. I want to make it very like yeah. she has a book deal. I know she makes a lot of money on her Patreon. Like that's, so I don't, I, I hear financially, she is totally fine. Probably better off than a lot of the other ones completely. Yeah. Um, but I think there is that thing. I think that that cockiness, like even Bethany still has yeah. for some reason of like, I can fix him or I can fix this show or only I mm. there's a delusion that we have with like, there's a delusion with great reality stars where even you're like, I would never make that choice. They make that choice. And that's why we love them because they sometimes have the balls or the, uh, the insanity that we don't to throw their lives into chaos and havoc and ruin a potential good thing of like, she's got, she doesn't, she's got a family. She's got all that stuff. But you know, they burned her, you know, like yeah. in her head, in her yeah. head. I don't, I think they took the appropriate action uh, for what happened, but I do think there's that thing in her head of like, I mean, I think she's a competitive person, you know, you think she would come back. I think it would definitely be very much on the table because you brought it up. It's the Bethany of it all. Yeah. Of look what it did for Bethany. You know, I am the Bethany of Vanderpump rules. I am the Bethany like that. If she, you know, and, and people still like, you know, she's the basic bitch, she's yeah. this, you know, g- women and girls, a lot of them still love and adore her so much. So I don't know. I could see I'll her even, considering. I'll even say, like, I think she's probably of all of them on and off the cast currently, the one that I'm still the most captivated by because I want to continue to watch that journey only because I feel like she's had the greatest character arc on that show like Sheen has been very one note consistently Ariana's had her moments but I feel like Stassi went from this really entitled little brat that was so annoying but had these really witty funny interview bites and she's had (laughs) to an older entitled brat yes (laughs) but it's also but we've seen her like become a mom and get married and find and stop dating the dude bags and find herself you know Bo where like people fell in love with her relationship with Bo because they knew that like this was actually a good guy for her. it wasn't a Jax it wasn't a Patrick you know and I think even go seeing her be reprimanded on such a public scale and for it to be picked up by variety like that would that blew up all over the place that it turned her into such a different type of celebrity outside of just the reality TV world because so many people had their eyes on her that I think her character arc has been the greatest of all of them. Well, I'd be curious to see what that arc is now because yeah, but that's Stassi, why I say she's well, so captivating I mean, is because I want to continue to watch that story play out. I just, I think my thing was, and my concern or worry is that she's the one that brought really, I think she, you know, uh, was able to speak to a certain time and place where it was just ranch dressing. And I love game of Thrones and I love horror movies. And that's my whole personality. I love murder. It spoke to so many, uh, females and, and even males to a degree. Um, but I had this, uh, this time and place right now, and especially with what she went through, I really think she, I would have loved, I would love to see her push past that and be like, it's not about basic bitch anymore. It's not about That's what I, I'm I hoping love, for in her new book. I love a lot more than ranch. I love a lot more than game of Thrones. And the thing that she has, she has a silver tongue. She can verbalize things in a way that is a lot better than any of her castmates. Yeah. Lala is too. I mean, she does pop up to a degree where it does. It's like she, some of her sound bites get lost in her loving her own sound bites. Yeah. Whereas Stasi, I think, you know, I mean, Sheena, we love Sheena because she's Sheena. Yeah. Sheena's not great at sound bites. Sheena's great in like reacting to somebody or falling in love with somebody. <laughs> you know, it's it's completely different. 
Yeah. No, I agree. But that, and that's why I'm looking forward to in Stassi's new book is because I want to see because like I I bought the first book. I went to the book signing and have my photo, but I didn't read the entire book through because to me, I wasn't I it, the basic bitch thing didn't speak to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas at least with this new book that's coming out, it seems like there may be some depth there and i'm there is, curious but I to think, see what I think making that looks money like. off of being canceled is a really slippery slope yeah like if you make yourself a martyr if you i mean but by the way it's i have not read it i don't yeah. know what it is but yeah. i think making money off of that is like a really dangerous thing because you either solidify yourself as a certain villain to certain people and then you become a hero to a certain type of person uh instead of being I don't know. I don't know if we have a possibility of being loved by all anymore for any pop culture figure. Are you going to be buying Erica Jane's tell all book? Uh, no, but I'll get it from the library. Like I did her <laughs> first book. I, I listen, I listened to Erica Jane's first book and I'll listen to her second book. Like that's the thing too, is that a lot of people confuse my opinions on like um, I've never called for Lisa Rinna's firing, Erica yeah. Jane's firing. I feel like it would be a huge mistake for Beverly Hills to mess with, the formula that they have now. Like, I mean, it was so funny of like, and I, I even laugh when people get into, they should, because Bravo doesn't give an F what any of us thinks. Yeah. Like, even if, even if we're in the right, they don't care what we, you know? Yeah. Um, but hell like I, yes, of course I'm going to, I'll li- I'm not going to read it, but I will listen to the hell out of it. You know? Yeah. I can't wait for that. But that's, but do you think, see my, my theory was that, and why, you know, I mean, of course we all know Brian Moylan did her first book with her ghost wrote it. And that's why I think also another reason why Brian didn't, you know, go as in depth in his coverage of this season in terms of Erica is because I believe there's already a deal in place for him to do the second book, you know, Mm. or he's trying to do that or he's trying to make that deal happen. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, that's, that's going to be a big money. That's going to be a big big money money. book. That's going to be more money than the pretty mess. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. Were you surprised that Lala didn't make the New York times bestseller list? No, but I mean, really? Still, it, well, in five years, I think she at this like I listened to Lala's book, too. Like, and I liked it. I mean, it's fine. It's it's a I real it. yeah. easy read. And I like Lala. Um, but there's only so much. And these books now are just flooded, flooding the market. Like everybody, they'll even have one season on a show. And all of a sudden, like, we need a book. Um, there's only so there's only so many stories that you have. Like, I would be curious I want the Lala book now in two years with her perspective on the Randall breakup. I want that. I want a Lala that's been hurt and not given everything. I want, you know, I want to really see a couple of years into motherhood. What happens? I want to see if Lala dates again and who she dates. And if she dates somebody with money or dates for love, I, I, those are the questions that I would really love for her to put down in paper or in audiobook form. But other than that, like I I understand why it didn't, there's only so much, there's only one Stassi. And, you know, Lala is loved, but she was also not loved for the majority of her time on Vanderpump. I was surprised she didn't make the New York Times bestseller list because I know a lot of them buy their way onto the list. That's In, what I'm saying. Like Randall. That's, and Randall, Randall had money. money and, yeah. Randall, one, where the fuck were you? I mean, why, you know, why was not Randall going to every target in the, yeah. the, the, the Southern California area and just buying the hell out of that? Buying. Yeah. Buy the hell out of them. Um, Buy her the best PR. You know, I don't even think she had her own 
publicist when the book was out. I think she was using the publisher's publicist. I yeah, I'm 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 curious if um if she'll get back with him. You know, like I mean, what would be funny a way to get her get her back is to get her on the bestseller list now after a year and a half of the book being out or or however long it's been. Yeah. It'd be great if Randall now buys up all the copies and she all of a sudden gets on the New York Times bestseller list. That would be a good way to get her back. I don't think she could make the best the New York Times bestseller list now. I think the there's a certain cutoff that you need. Oh, I thought you, you could like just physical. Co- it's like I thought it was like Billboard where like like uh, what's the what, there was a song that all of a sudden got back on the billboard charts because it was like a popular on TikTok after like 20 years or something. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole system where it has to be a certain number of books, but to prevent people from just buying all of the copies, like only a certain number of books can be purchased on a single Amazon account. And it has to come from different States and there has to be a certain quota per region. And like, it's a whole thing that it's, it's hard to master that. But like, if you have, the right PR team in place if you have the right sales moving in the right places like only because I've seen celebs that I've worked with do it and I know that it's 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 a game but it's a lot harder than just going and buying all the physical copies out of the stores yeah I also want I that's the other I'm just so curious about even Randall and what he's saying because Randall I mean I mean I guess you could say all men have a sickness but Randall definitely can't control himself. Like, or Randall thinks he's smarter how. than everybody. I don't know. I, it really is very interesting that, and you still see Randall of like, he doesn't admit defeat. He's like, hey, I still got a positive attitude. What's going on? Like, you can't see that he's heartbroken if he is. Um, and I think that's kind of his MO regardless. Like, you know, people can say he's like, you know, doing his movies in weird fashion or getting the money in a weird way. And you'll still see him smiling the whole time, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. I wouldn't fuck him for a Range Rover. That's not I, that's that must have been. And some I think real it was love. a least Range Rover at that, you know? Well, yeah. Because yeah. then he can can he also we learned has that like I need to still have the control over you. Like I'll take away the Gucci slides when you're not, you know, behaving the way I want you to behave. I, I will say like, you know, Randall and no offense to Randall. I, I think attitude is so much uh, in terms of getting guys or girls. But you know, the money really helps. The money really does help make you so much more attractive. If you, oh, yeah. if Randall's a four, you know, money makes him a seven to an eight, you know? Oh yeah. Um, what but, are you, but Lala might've, this might've happened at a perfect time because there's been so many questions about Randall's money. Like how long would the money last? And, you know, does Lala really want to be there for that? Does no. Lala really want to stand by her man? No, she doesn't want to be an really Erica Jane. Yeah, she doesn't want to be an Erica Jane. She, she <laughs> is better off on her own than she would be with zero, with the depleting finances. I want to make a, a, actually an announcement. I am the ghostwriter on Tom Girardi's new book. Mm. It's called Me and John Wayne. And it's just about that John Wayne story he keeps telling. <laughs> It's 800 pages, 800 pages of the same story on repeat. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, What do you think of Kathy Hilton holding out from Beverly Hills for more cash? I think it's a mistake. Yeah, because it is done like not that Kathy was trying to be anything at this point, but she's a a major character in Paris in Love, which is a reality show. Not a lot of people realize is on Peacock as well. 
And so there's Kathy there too. And I think the magic of Kathy is to have Kathy in a very small way. Like we saw her, not a main character, but just a little spice or a little, you know, it's like, it really brings something. There's a levity and, a, you know, just so great, but to be aware of that and to hold out for more money and stuff, it becomes too uh, clouded in business. And I don't know, I think it, you start to lose some of the magic of what actually makes Kathy Hilton magical in the first place. So overall, I think it's a mistake. I think somebody's advising her poorly. Um, and I think, I think it's with those group of ladies and with her sister that it really is magical. When I see her in Paris and love, it's cute, but it's not nearly as entertaining yeah. as it is in Beverly Hills. She's very, yeah. She, and I think she's very one note in the sense that she's not going to bring the drama. She's not going to hash out Hilton family, you know, skeletons. She's not going to get messy. Like she's comic relief. She's levity. And she'll always just kind of be that note. You know what I mean? That I don't yeah, think she's a, she's a little bit kookier. Chris yeah. Jenner. Yes. You know, and it, it's like, we'll never really see the real Chris Jenner on TV. Yeah. And we'll probably never see the real Kathy Hilton on TV, you know, yeah. and the fact that Rick isn't even, uh, was even shown once last season, her husband, I always find fascinating as well. And that was kind of my, my dream was that he would get comfortable and be in there as well in little scenes and like, see him deal with PK and Maurice, like things like that. I was actually curious and excited for, um, but yeah, the holding up for more money, I, I just, I mean, I think Bravo will end up giving it to her, but it's so deep into the season. Already. I don't think they for, will. they've been shooting so long. I don't think they will at this point only because if it were a reasonable amount of money, they would have given it to her. I'm sure they would have given her more than what they paid her last season because of the star quality that she was able to present in this past season. And the fact that they didn't, and they replaced her with Diana Jenkins. I'm curious to see what Diana has to bring to the table. Um, but we'll see. I don't know though. I, there is a little bit, or just, I mean, for me, and I think, I don't know for you, but I was recapping every episode and those really took so long. I have such a Beverly Hills fatigue. Uh, and I would imagine any Bravo fan does just with the amount of discourse that was around the season where it's like, guys, please take a break. I know you're like, I mean, they're filming so much. Like there's been so many events that we've seen over Instagram yeah. where I'm like, damn, you've got to almost have a whole nother season close to being done. Yeah with the the amount of content that they've been filming like we keep seeing all these events they've already had a cast trip you know we have we've had lisa's mom's unfortunate passing we've had all of these things you know i'm i'm we've had the scott and amelia breakup we've had all of this you know let alone the erica jane you know quote unquote comeback which we know she said it but we also saw already a scene with her and garcelle where they're working out at a gym yeah. like i love people are so people are like why is Garcelle working out with Erica Jane? It's like, because there's cameras there. It's because it's part of her comeback, getting in shape, getting on the road, you know? What are your thoughts of Nicki Minaj at the Potomac reunion? I, you know, um, to each their own, I am somebody that is uh, pro-vaccine. I, uh, and I thought, you know, when you have that, um, when you have that big of a star expressing, opinions that aren't fully formed, you know, based on like your cousin's friend's gigantic nutsack. Like I feel that is sometimes, you know, we, we give our celebrities so much cred, like, you know, we, we take them at face value and we think they know so much more than us. Uh, but I was entertained as hell watching her for the last couple of minutes of Potomac. And I'm very excited to watch her tonight. I think she was really good at it. I, I just think like, 
not that I want to put Nikki in a box and all that, but I just think it's dangerous information to present ideas that aren't fully formed or, you know, because kids and people like that look up to Nicki Minaj. And I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know my thoughts fully on this. All I know is I still found her very entertaining and the preview with her calling out uh, Ashley would just crack me up. I think it's good for this the franchise. It's like Ultimate Girls Trip. It's revamping the show and bringing something new and fresh to an already growing stale model. You know, you have Andy Cohen that's hosting every reunion, and you can even see the fatigue in his face sometimes on Watch What Happens Live or at the I reunions. Mean, yeah. Like he sometimes doesn't know where he's at. Almost like I mean, not not enough, but it yeah. just seems like. I mean, the dude's been through a lot and to have this many voices, have this passionate of an opinion about something that he started. I have to imagine it's effing exhausting. Like yeah. I, that man has probably, you know, and just the amount of housewives that have his phone number. Like, I mean, yeah. I, you, it would be cool to a point and then it's gotta be just annoying as heck. But I always said, uh, I always say on the pod, like, are we bringing new eyes in? Are we bringing like i know we all love it and we all can cite all the facts about it and we're such so passionate but are we bringing in new people is bravo going to be healthy in 10 years because you know we're not promised that bravo continues so th- it is important that they start expanding yeah. the universe it is important that they do real housewives ultimate girls trip 90 day fiance is what ahead of the game in terms of like how much content and the universe that they build bravo needs to do the same and they are so i'm really comforted in that fact yeah i love ultimate girls trip i love winter house i love the integration of Nicki minaj at potomac like i feel like they're trying they're finally taking more risks and trying more things other than just adding new cities whereas like for a minute it was like do we really need just another city even dubai was a bit of a risk in in taking us you know out of the US and giving us exposure to different cultures because that was one of the intentions of Housewives originally was to expose us to other types of cities and and viewpoints within those cities. It just shows like, I mean, the only thing, and I'd say this to myself as much as anybody else, is that tolerance, not only in how we live our lives and who we love and all of that stuff. It's not just about that. It's about these shows and this network that we love as well. Yeah. Be tolerant. Like our things, we're so akin to getting angry immediately. I remember when Kathy Hilton was announced. Oh, F that. We don't need her. She's a bad person, a bad person. And people were up in arms before anything had even been filmed. And then a lot of us grew to really love her in this iteration of Kathy Hilton. Not not giving her a pass for her life, but how what she presented on screen. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh, Andy said it would be the, the, you know, Bravo would be a death store and jumping the shark if he ever did a mashup. You know what? He did say that at one time. He was wrong. Yeah. And it's really good. Like, he I also said just... Bethany shouldn't be on the on Real Housewives. He also said, who was that? There was another big one that he didn't want to cast either. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I was reading Not All Diamonds and Rosé and finding out how many of these casting choices Andy was against that ultimately ended up really paving the way for the housewives that we know now. I just, I just find it fun. Like our audience, we're just not, we don't wait and see. Like yeah. we, we react immediately. And then a lot of the times we're wrong. Yeah. Like we're, we're fully wrong of like, you know, just even in seasons and it's, Funny with OC coming up, I've already hit, you know, snap judgment. I didn't like the trailer. I hated it. You know, like I personally liked it. I was like, oh, looks, looks like a housewife show. I mean, like, looks like a housewife. And 
our expectations are so jacked right now because of the crime on Salt Lake and Beverly Hills or the potential of crime that like we got to get back to to Earth. Earth. Like yeah. we got to. And that's why I do really enjoy Salt Lake, even without the Jen Shaw yeah. stuff, because I'm like. If this had been on, you guys, eight years ago, yeah. we would be salivating over it. Would it would be a, a great season. Yeah, but like even we have like I expected more out of this season. I expected more like before the Jen Shaw like last couple of episodes. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, like what? I mean, genuinely, what do people want? Because I yeah. was sitting there in, enjoying all of it. Like, And then it makes you question yourself of like, what am I seeing that I don't hate this? Yeah, and I think maybe the bar has been set too high in the past. Maybe our expectations have changed. But but like for me, I love to go into every season of every show and just kind of take it at face value, not get too deep into it, and just kind of appreciate it for what it is. And I feel like with setting the bar back at ground zero, all you know, we can only go up from here. I don't know what expectation people are holding these shows to to even be this disappointed in some of the content that we've gotten lately. And they so easily write it off too. They're like, not for me. Thanks. Like, it's always like very. Thank I mean, you, Barbara. Very, Thank you. Very, Thank you, Susan. Very brutal. It's like very brutal. And I, I just, I go back to that thing of like, maybe we all shouldn't like, we live in a time where we're all able to voice all of our opinions at any time. Yeah. Like you can throw it up on Twitter, on Instagram. Like we're, and I'm like, sometimes maybe we shouldn't have that power. I agree. Sometimes I'm like, that was an unnecessary comment. We didn't need to, yeah, not going to watch anymore. Got it. Thank you. Didn't, thank you for the engagement, but I didn't need that energy today. Like if you know, even with podcasting, it's like, yeah, is there a thought that I don't express anymore? Yeah. Like, is there any thought that I keep to myself? Like it's like, there used to be, I mean, before pod, I watched these shows from conception. I watched the, the first night that OC premiered, I was watching it and that was the same day that Twitter got in uh, Twitter was first day for business was the premiere of OC. I didn't have a Twitter account then, but that's the first day. But I just remember like there was something nice about like, Oh, that show I saw and like being able to think about it. And then you, you had that one person in the office that watched it too. And you, you kind of talked about it. I had no idea up until like five years ago that like, Holy crap. There's so many of me out here and there's like these Facebook yeah. groups and Instagram groups and they take every little moment and they dissect it. And, and there's something really beautiful about that. But the fact that none of our thoughts are unexpressed anymore is very interesting to me. No, I agree. It's social media, it's podcasting, it's Instagram stories, it's constant opinions and constant thoughts and word vomit, really myself included. Well, I, I have three episodes day. a week. I it's word yeah, vomit. Okay. At this I have, point. Yeah, I saw a friend the other day uh, post uh, on their their stories or something like, "Do you guys want me to do a podcast? Should I do a podcast?" And it, the thing with that is that like, if you want to do a podcast, do a podcast. But nobody needs a podcast. Yeah, nobody need nobody's. At, you know, it's like if you have it in you and you have this desire, yeah. do it. But don't. Nobody's gonna beg. Nobody should be begging anybody to do a podcast or or anything for that matter. If you have it in you, if you have that passion and drive, yeah. do it. Do it's it. there. You can do it tomorrow or even tonight. But otherwise, it's just funny. Like nobody, you know, nobody needs, needs nobody needs to beg you or coax you into doing something like this. I agree. And you've you've created a great podcast for yourself. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey available where at Ryan Bailey. Oh, uh, everywhere podcast outlets. Yeah, I don't think I think Patreon. it's on everything. Yeah, Apple. Oh, yeah, there's a Patreon too. 
more episodes that you don't, by the way, I, there's so much free content, you guys, just to be honest with you, you don't need the Patreon, but if you need it, there's like over like a hundred plus episodes and further like breakdowns and Q and A's and all that stuff. So it's there for a couple bucks a month. And of course the Instagram account, I can't, this went too fast. Zach, you got to come back on the show so we can continue this. Cause we didn't even hit half the show. We barely scratched the surface with Salt Lake city. We didn't even talk about New uh, York or Heather Holla Thompson. Do you think people are going to hate this? I hope people no, like people this. are going to love this. People okay. are going to love this. Yes. That Heather interview, you guys, that was, I read that in the car right over when I was driving. Uh, that's dangerous, but I mean, <laughs> wow. What a way to exit. What is a way to really give an exit interview? Somebody hand her a bottle of Dasani. Oh God. I, love I it. can't, I, I can't with it. Heather. I just feel like Heather and Carol are just on this, this PR tour to like trash the show and it's their way of trying to still be a part of the show without being part of the show. And it's like the cool girl thing to say, I'm too good for the show, even though I'm still falling into the petty behavior of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Heather and, and Carol in Not All Diamonds and Rosé, like those were the most scathing interviews that were given in that book. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that, I mean, Dave Quinn, who put all that together, I mean, that the gold he got on some of those people is just, I mean, and the fact that Andy, you know, this was all Bravo approved. So I, I find that very ballsy. I really love that, you know? Again, more risks that Bravo is taking. Bravo, I think Bravo started listening to our podcast, Ryan Bailey, and they're like, you know what, we're going to take I, You know, I don't know about like my podcast, or, but I will say I do think they do list. I mean, not on casting per se, but yeah. they do listen on what could be like yeah. all the kind of iterations. And these are all money making properties. And the way that business and entertainment is going is that we all feel better when we know we're part of a quote unquote universe, whether it be a Marvel universe or a 90 day universe. And Bravo could have been doing this years ago, but I think there was a taste that Andy thought, well, this isn't tasteful the way I want to do it. And I think it's one of the only times that Andy's been just wrong. I mean, if you read Not All Diamonds and Rosé, you realize how wrong Andy has been so many times <laughs> in the past. Uh, but that's why, yeah, but that's why we can't have one voice of reason. We have to have a collective that, you know, gives I do wonder ideas. how many years Andy has left in him because it really is one of those things, man. Like, it's do you, going. I mean, it's going. Like, He's not going to be I, in it much longer. You know, you think like somebody like I remember John Stewart leaving The Daily Show and I was like, wow, I thought he would do this until he died. Yeah. Like, I just thought, you know, and he was like, no, man, I got other things in me. And I think Andy probably has other things and desires in him as well. I just wonder how long he really wants to keep going with this. I mean, I think he's reaching the end of the road. I think he's a dad now. I think he is appreciating the quiet life a little bit more. And I think he'll still dabble in. He'll still have a name and a face every once in a while. But I think he's reaching the end because it's so fatiguing to have to do watch what happens live every night and then to have to do all the reunions and then to have to watch all of these shows and and have notes. And like, it's just after a while, it becomes fatiguing. To lie to us every season and say this is the best the season best of Orange season. County yet. I mean, no, I mean, I, I'm not, that's the deal. Like, I'm one of those people that I'm very simple in the fact that I love Andy Cohen. Yes. I, I know a lot of people really are passionately dislike him or like are calling for his exit. And I'm yeah. like, you know, no matter what, he is the founding father. Like, I think there is so much owed to, you know, what he did and putting this on the map and, and a real carnival barker like Barnum and Bailey's, you know. He is, you know, Barnum and Bailey's. He 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 made this. He shouted from the rooftops, and it's a thing. 
I agree. I agree, Ryan Bailey. Thank you so much for joining me on Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Everyone, please go and support Ryan Bailey's podcast. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, which is wildly entertaining. How many episodes are you releasing a week now? Is it five days a week? Five, yeah. Five and then a couple Patreon. Way too much. Way too much. I do three and I'm like breaking my back. But but I I always tell people you don't have to listen to all. Just (laughs) listen to the guests you like or listen to the recap you like. You don't have to... Like there, there's no requirement. There's no test. It's free, you know? Yes. And that's the great, the beauty of podcasting, which is one thing I respect about you so much is you do it for the enjoyment of it. You're not doing it to make a paycheck. You're not doing it to, you know, be famous off of Patreon. Um, you know, you're, you're really doing that. You're, you're doing the thing, Ryan Bailey. So support his Patreon. Listen to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, available on all podcast platforms. Also, where you can listen to hashtag no fields with Zach Peter, including iTunes, where you can watch full episodes of my cute face. I get my brows done. I get my hair bleached. I want that validation. So please subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done so yet. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach or at No Filter with Zach to keep up with the latest show news. And where can they follow you, Ryan Bailey? Uh, at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram and at Ryan Bailey 25 on Twitter. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you, guys. Talk to you this Wednesday. Bye.